Welcome to the Nerd Normie Podcast. I'm a big film nerd, Everett. And I'm Emerald, and I'm engaged to a nerd. On this week's episode, we will be covering... It Lives Inside, directed by Bichelle Dutta. And I picked Aporia, directed by Jared Moshi. Uh, for both of these movies, we will do non-spoilers and then spoilers. Uh, there will be time codes down in the description for you to jump around. When Tamir and I were kids, my mom used to tell us stories. Um, so for my movie this week, I picked It Lives Inside. Uh, and we liked it. I mean, yeah. it's a pretty solid, like... I just want to make sure. Yeah. Pretty solid PG-13 movie just for like, you know, a Halloween party, whatever. It was it was fun. Yeah. I think the it has a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that's the critic score. The audience score is 43%, yeah. which is really surprising to me. And I think that's just harsh. I don't know what anyone was expecting out of this. It markets itself as a teen horror and it delivers a teen horror. I... You know, like, yeah, I, I guess yeah. maybe people wished it was scarier, or... like R-rated, more gore or something. But again, that's not what they told you they were giving you. Yeah, it's yeah, very PG thirteen teen horror, and I think the storyline is interesting. I think it's a newer, like, it's a very similar story to ones we've seen before. But they incorporated, like, different cultures in a way that's, like, it's a new monster that you haven't seen before, I feel like, which is interesting. And it was yeah. it was good. I was actually just having a conversation with a co-worker at work. Uh, co-worker at work, obviously. Um, and he and I were talking about how, like, it would be so fun if horror movies just picked different mythologies and traveled to other parts of the world and used other monsters than like the standard zombies werewolves um vampires that kind of stuff and actually start showing because there's some really terrifying things out there and this movie did it it goes to um hindu religion and eastern india um for its kind of source material and delivers an effective movie the the main actress i've seen her in a lot of like teen tv shows that have come out like never have i ever and Ginny and georgia and stuff and i think you know she's fine she played the part yeah. well um i think the girl who played tamira was pretty good as well um i don't I, know it's just across the board i think everyone did their job there's no standout performance this is you know it's not a hereditary or even like talk to me that's this like performance driven artsy horror movie it's but i liked it better than talk to me <laughs> <laughs> it's a mainstream conventional pg-13 horror movie and so if that's what you're after this you know fall as we're heading into spooky season and you know, you're looking for, oh, my 15-year-old's getting into spooky stuff and wants to go see a new horror movie. This would be a great movie to take them to. It. I actually, again, I don't like horror traditionally. I would not consider this a movie I enjoyed watching from the standpoint of I don't like the creepy stuff. But putting my like personal bias aside, there's nothing wrong with this movie. 
and it's a, a good entry into this genre. Yeah, it's for sure an appetizer horror movie. Like, if you're going there expecting to get, like, shocked or super scared, that's not what it is. Or but that's never gore or a profound emotional yeah. story. Like, But it never claims to do that. <laughs> it literally is what you see in the trailer. It's, like, maybe one or two jump scares, very, very just calm horror like it's not intense it's not super scary it's not for the seasoned horror person it is for up-and-coming horror people to it's watch an intro yeah. to horror <laughs> but yeah i mean it was good it follows i guess we should get into what it's actually about obviously this is spoiler free but it follows a girl who is indian and she doesn't really want to be well more she wants to be accepted and there has been a history of people not accepting other Indian kids or kids of color because they're not used to seeing them. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just her trying to kind of whitewash herself to make friends with other people. And she had abandoned one of her friends who's also Indian that she grew up with because she didn't like the way people looked at them with them being friends. And that girl's struggling and disappears and she has to kind of figure out what's going on. And obviously, if you've seen the trailer, there's spooky monster stuff happening. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously, we'll go into more during spoilers, but that's kind of just the gist of it. Yeah. And again, like the the like drama side of this movie is very simple. It's very generic. Uh, the teen daughter just wants to fit in and doesn't respect her culture. The parent, particularly her mother, is super into their culture and their history. Uh, it leads to arguments, and then, you know, the movie continues, and things develop, and whatever. It's nothing groundbreaking, nothing new, but I don't, I don't know. I don't... Not every movie needs to try to be the most profound drama because if it is we just get a lot of like oscar Beatty type movies that nobody enjoys because they go oh it thinks it's so much smarter than it is this movie knows exactly what it is and delivers all right going into spoilers sorry if you can hear our dog snoring in the background it's the only way they stay quiet is if they're <laughs> down here asleep with us um but anyways uh going to spoilers yes so um the main girl grew up with tamira And they were best friends growing up. And then she decided she wanted more friends. So she kind of ditched Tamira. And a year before or something. Yeah, I think a year before another Indian family uh, died after their son kind of went crazy. And they said it was a suicide, but they weren't sure because it was really weird. And there was like a rumor that all of the family was burnt alive but then there was no signs of a fire so they couldn't figure out what happened and then Tamira started acting very weird she started carrying this weird little jar around and she comes to yeah she comes to Samita or Sam for help and you know she notices her friends are whispering and watching them talk so she smacks the jar out of her hand and breaks it releasing this demon god thing (laughs) and yeah and then Tamira goes missing and they don't really know what happened and uh people around 
uh, Sam start being attacked like she's had a crush on this boy in school and they finally kiss and then he gets strangled by a swing set and um, yeah so people start getting hurt around her this teacher who's been very supportive of her um, she gets injured as well and then her and her mom you know learn to kind of fight off the the demon thing for a minute and get it out of their house and realize the things they have to do in order to get it trapped in something again they need some kind of a vessel uh so she finds out where tamira is and goes there to save her and tries to get this monster into the jar but if she says the chant by herself she'll be burned alive and the uh monster knocks the jar out of her hand and breaks it and then her and tamira do the chant and she traps it in her own body and has to eat raw meat. Yep. The end. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a, a Pashash or Pashasha is the the creature that they use, which comes um, from Hindu and Buddhist mythologies. And it's a soul eating demon, basically. Yeah. It latches onto your negative feelings and has to quote unquote tenderize the soul by making you go crazy and suffer um hurting anyone who tries to help you and then eventually consuming you um and i would say for 90 percent of this movie they do a really good job of doing like the invisible man type effects where people are getting thrown all over the place but you can't see anything and you get these glimpses of these glowing eyes in the dark and in mirrors and whatever um and it works really well and then you do eventually see a lot of it in the third act climax and part of it is such good practical effects like it's really cool up close when it's standing there or in a super close up or you know yeah not like movement scary but it is cool to look at but when he's like chasing her around the room it literally looks like someone wore a barney costume to the point that it's just shreds like it looks like a weird bony dinosaur it's not very good full form but yeah up close it's cool (laughs) yeah up close it's cool it's well done um but yeah the actor who is portraying its movements i don't know if that was the direction they were asked to go or if the suit limited their ability to move but it's just clunky and kind of silly yeah um but that being like i don't know it never fully took me out of the movie or ruined it for me um and so you know whatever at least they did it practically and didn't do some cgi monstrosity like it looks far better than most cgi monsters that get shown way too much in movies yeah it really does and i like that it was you know mostly invisible for 90 percent of it um But all in all, it really is just like a solid PG-13 intro to horror movie. Like, don't go if you're expecting to be scared. Just go if you, you know, have a bunch of friends and you're just getting into horror. And it's just like... Yeah. Yeah. It's like a fun little Halloween movie. Yeah. And as I alluded to before, the drama, you know, the daughter ends up realizing that because she's being hunted by a creature from her family's uh, religion and mythology... Uh, She needs to consult her mother to learn things and her mother accepts her back and they work together and help try to defeat this thing and learn about it and all of this kind of stuff. And 
making beautiful, incredible looking food yeah, as offerings. We love Indian food, so <laughs> it was pretty mouthwatering. But yeah, I think, again, it doesn't go the extra step and confront really the issue of, you know, being a first generation American with immigrant parents or, you know, the way the mother at times is very aggressive in wanting her daughter to be traditional and everything and there's no real the daughter learns to accept her past and the mother learns to let the daughter be more herself you know there's not too much addressing of that kind of stuff but again that's that's not what this movie is if you want that type of movie go seek out a drama not a horror movie exactly and yeah, we've been getting lots of horror movies that try to tackle more than just the horror genre. But, you know, just like there are action movies that do more than just action, there are also action movies that are just action. And this is one of those horror movies that's just horror. Yeah. But, all right, what would you rate this one out of 10? Um, probably around like a six and a half. Yeah, I was thinking seven, just, you know, it's better than an average movie it's i like the practical effects even though it does look a little clunky and awkward at times um it was a little slow in the middle for me but yeah i mean i'm used to really horrible horror so (laughs) i'm i'm a very seasoned horror watcher so it wasn't very spooky to me but i can see the benefits of it i can see why people would enjoy it and i i did like what i saw just it wasn't as scary obviously as other movies i've seen because i started watching horror when i was like 10 yeah and i think it is about an hour and 40 minutes and i think yeah it probably could have been closer to that hour 30 cut out five ten minutes and you'd move things along a little quicker um but yeah solid movie it needs to tenderize the soul by attacking your sanity isolating you from those who love you and if anyone tries to help you it will hurt them all right my movie this week is uh aporia directed by jared moshi and uh, the opposite happened with this one than the last one it has a 91 percent on rotten tomatoes and i think that's very generous i would I wish Rotten Tomatoes still like showed you the average rating because I would bet it's sitting at everyone's middle of the road on this movie with a few people loving and a few people hating. And I think it just it so happened that 91% of critics gave it a 6 out of 10 because um, it's yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, it was nothing, nothing special. I yeah. wouldn't say, which really sucks because I like Judy Greer a lot. Yeah, and so, I don't know, I picked this movie just because I saw it was a really well-reviewed new sci-fi movie. I like sci-fi. I like movies that are reviewed well, so I thought we'd give it a go. Um, luckily, it was only six bucks to rent as opposed to like going to a movie theater or anything because I don't think it's worth really spending your money on. Um, I think its biggest flaw is how profound it thinks it is and i understand with sci-fi you have to fully commit 
You know, you can't, if you're going to say crazy concepts and go big on these sweeping themes and stuff, you've got to just commit. And they do, but unfortunately, it's just not as profound of stuff as they're committing to. And I think, not that the actors in this are untalented, but I don't think any of them do a good job of selling the ridiculous dialogue. Yeah, it... Like, you have a movie like Arrival, which is one of my all-time favorites, and you get really great performances where they're talking about weird alien trying to teach them languages and understand all of these weird concepts, and you watch it, and it doesn't sound ridiculous in the world of the movie, but in the world of this movie, when they talk, they sound out of place. Yeah, and the performances are fine, I guess. It's just, I don't know, there's nothing, it's not that nothing happens, it's just that nothing moves you in any way. Like, it's not really emotional, it's not really exciting, it's just a movie that was made. Yeah, and I think it has a really, I would love to see this concept done well because it has interesting implications and it's a very I mean we've seen it a bunch it's a butterfly effect type concept but again I just because you know you've seen something before doesn't mean you could do something new and interesting I think there is plenty to still be said about these things bring your own philosophy to it um bring you know new storylines new challenges for characters in these scenarios to overcome and this one just doesn't Doesn't. and then maybe we miss something but i the core science that they claim seems incredibly flawed in the logic of this movie like if you stop for a second to think about it which this movie gives you plenty of time to think about it and asks you to there are some glaring plot holes that I am surprised were not caught. Yeah, and then it's also like the characters themselves are really wishy-washy, so it's not just the science, it's like the characters' behaviors. Like, they're like, we can't do this because we don't know the effects of it, and then in the next scene, they're like, let's do it. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I... It would be interesting to see the production of this. I wonder if it's either a script that's been getting kicked around for a long time. So there's been, and that's why the characters are a little inconsistent. There's some plot holes. There's stuff like that. Or if it's like a short film, because this would be a very interesting short film. You could tell this in 15, 20 minutes, and it would probably be a really interesting concept, and you wouldn't get into any of that gray area or plot holes and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I was thinking that because, like, the way that it's described in the, like, we'll go into it more in spoilers, but the way it's described, it would be easier as just a short film. Like, the main chunk of the plot is the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, maybe 20. Yeah, and then they just start trying to expand on yeah. it for another hour and, and a it half. doesn't need to be <laughs> like they could have just left it at yeah they did this thing and now things are different 
Yeah. The end. (laughs) But instead, they just end up trying to justify escalation of stakes and tying themselves in knots and creating issues for themselves. All right. Spoilers for Aporia. Um, The basic premise, two guys... um, who are one's a physicist who's come over from Middle East or North Africa somewhere um, uh, as like a, a refugee after he's lost his family. Um, and then another guy uh, was in, an engineer and suffered a tragic accident where he kind of had to take a step back from his main work. Um, and then the guy who steps back dies in a car accident. And his wife is left to raise their daughter alone, and their life is sad and hard now because he was the rock of their family, and really, the daughter really connected with him, and it's really hard to lose someone really close to you. However, these two guys happen to be building something that shoots um, these abstract particles in quantum physics back in time. And can kill someone. And will release energy. And if we know exactly where someone is, it will release in their brain and kill them. And so after almost no deliberation, they decide to kill the man who drunk was drunk driving that killed um, the husband. And then, you know, lo and behold, some other slight things start changing oh because he's been alive she didn't take a different job so she's still working um in hospice as opposed to long-term care or whatever at the hospital like at the same center she was at but slightly different and so she's trying to kind of figure this stuff out um and the husband has and everyone else in the world has experienced these different eight months except for the two of them in the room um And then they kind of realize it's due to this thing that exists within quantum mechanics where the observer experience can experience a different reality than everything else. So just by virtue of observing, you've changed things and it works differently, which is a fundamental basis of quantum mechanics. Um, I made it through part of quantum two in college. So this was years ago. I have vague memories of this stuff. Um, But yeah, and I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool way to get around time travel issues because you're going to start being, oh, is it a split universe? Is it a this? Is it a that? And it allowed them to have the entire world change, but these characters don't experience it because they observed the machine being activated and they know the change is coming. And so then they start having these conversations. Well, you know, should we start killing people in the past who do horrible things like a school shooter or you know just a a serial killer they start having these kind of mild ethical debates because they don't get into too much detail um and it just yeah it doesn't pick up the wife then makes the very obvious dumb decision of trying to befriend the, the wife of the man, of the they, man they killed because she's like oh i know how hard it is and it's like yeah okay cool um and she's super struggling and lost her, her house and stuff and turns out the guy was really in this version of the world a really good guy and um again like kind of the rock of that family and so it's shaking them up and she's kind of 
seeing it all played back so now it's oh well we did this but hey she's struggling because of this guy she got some money tied up with we if we go back and kill him for his money stuff then she will never have invested with him and won't lose it all blah 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 and spirals out of control there's a brief moment where the um like friend who's helped them build the machine decides to kill a school shooting person and there's just never talked about again no consequences or reward for having done that um really talked about they're just like oh cool and then move on as if it and they just get upset that he didn't consult them but like never comes back yeah um and when they go back and kill the person the investor person who made the lady go bankrupt it turns their son and or their daughter into a boy and our issue here is my understanding of it i think we just didn't pay attention i think he said that it goes back eight years because he killed the school shooter so they knew it would go back far enough to kill the other person i think we just didn't really pay attention because it was boring okay i hope so because yeah it the way from my remembering of it which may be flawed they were gonna go back eight ten whatever years to kill the money launderer guy and then suddenly their daughter who's a teenager is a boy um and so maybe we missed something but the bigger flaw is we have spent all of this time talking about how if you observe the machine being activated that remains and you stay and whatever and then they spend a whole lot of time talking about, well, the guy from the Middle East can't activate it because then he'll have never built the machine. But if he activates it, he's still lived that life in which he's built the machine. Yeah, I was saying it's not going to make any sense if he goes back and kills the person who took his family because what's he going to do? Walk out of the room of his house and someone else owns it because he would never would have come to America. Yeah. It just, none of it, it doesn't, it's flawed as much of time travel is. Yeah. And so I think they had a really good concept. And again, like through the magic of time travel, all of these things work out that like when they bring the husband back, he, she was supposed to just be off at the shop picking up soda and forgot, quote unquote, according to the husband, because she shows up without it. And so that gets around it. But you start entering these conversations where well how do we explain this guy being in a house in a different country than where he would have been after these moments again i think it probably would have been better wave your hand and just say he was on a business trip he took a job over here somewhere because you have like 10 years for them to fill the gap they could have just been oh yeah you know you were doing really well over there as a physicist you got brought over to be a researcher and you bought this house and he walks out and his whole family lives there or something but something's wrong or whatever because consequences i don't know but instead they claim that he may never build the machine because blah 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 and that's why he can't do it because it won't work um which doesn't work with the logic of the film and then at the end they kind of backtrack that and they are going to do it and then they're not upset that the time machine's never going to be built or whatever they're just sad that they're going to lose their friend because the the husband and wife decide to leave the room so that they can experience life with their kid and not have to have lived like have a son who they just know nothing about so yeah interesting concept poorly executed yeah exactly which is a bummer because it could have been cool but oh well uh what would you rate it 
I will give this a 3 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a 4. Sometimes I get so mad, I just want to strangle the man that did this to us. There is a science to everything. We can't save them. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nerd and Normie and tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. And if you're on audio platform, leave us five star review. It really helps us out. Thank, thank you. you.